BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a fabulous, spectacular day. Um, I mean, it's a little early to call it that. Perfect response. <laughs> um, no, same. I'm having a terrible day, but that's Wait, just why. Like, um. You want to, actually, it's a fabulous question you ask. I'm, so, I'm, I'm just, really, I have no idea. Of, I'm of so glad you brought it up. What no, no, you were no. going to say. I've been kind of rehauling my makeup um, routine, my skincare routine. I've just, what else is there to do other than like take care of myself and feel good about myself? And you know when you wake up and like you have new makeup and you're like low-key like excited to do your makeup? Yeah. More so than the average yeah, day. Yeah, it's something different. Yeah, and I got like new cream contour from Fenty Beauty that they didn't have in store. I had to wait online. Like I was just excited about it. And some, I just... I woke up like grimy and crusty and, and nothing helped, you know? And it's like disappointing as you go from like the excitement of potential mm-hmm. to just realizing like new makeup, same shitty life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that's a tough fall. Speaking of uh, new faces, uh, do I look different? Oh my God, you actually do. I'm going to do a full inspection um, after okay. the show. I would love to see, but Jackie shaved her botch. I was influenced by you, the influencer, to dermaplane my face, aka shave the fotch. And I'm not sure. So I think ultimately I didn't go hard enough Mm -hmm. because there wasn't that much hair coming off on the blade. But I'm glad to start at that place rather than like cutting up my face from going too hard. So I'm just getting comfortable with the movement. But it was really interesting to do like a whole face haul yesterday because I used like clarifying pads and like Mm -hmm. serum and oil because I followed. I think I watched the same video as you because we both watched from the Morning Toast YouTube account and I saw where you where you dropped off. That's my favorite thing that we like share a YouTube account. And like when it goes to the videos you're in the middle of like I actually don't see a lot of yours, but I watch so much YouTube. Do you see my weird like James Charles stuff? Yeah, no, I see, I pretty much, I get what you get, but only on my iPad am I logged into that account, so it's not all the time. But yes, I shaved the fotch, and I do feel like it definitely let my makeup set better, but I don't know about anyone else, my skin is breaking out like crazy, Mm -hmm. and it's just around like my chin and my mouth, and I think it's from the masks. Well, if you had told me that, I would have told you not to shave your fotch because they say it can be so fabulous. But the only real downfall is like if you have breakouts or you have acne prone skin and like you're going through it with the acne, shaving your face is the worst thing you can do because it irritates it. Well, I didn't really shave the like my chin, okay. which is where I'm breaking out the most. I did like my my sideburns. Yeah, peach fuzz. Yeah, the peach fuzz. Yeah. I tried to, I avoided any like hot zone areas, 
But you got to clean your masks, people, because I think a dirty mask is giving me pimples. 1,000%. Dirty towels can give you pimples. Uh, like when dirty you wash pillowcase. It, 100%. So that's definitely a possibility. And I only recently like realized like I could and should be washing my masks. So I threw them, me and Ben, like we leave them all on our front door knob. Yeah. Because like you grab one before you yeah. leave. And I threw it in with a Tide Pod, which I guess a Tide Pod is made for like a full load of laundry, not like six small pieces of cloth. No, it's not. And it could give you a rash. Like then you'll end up with a new problem. Literally, I put the mask on fresh out of the laundry. I couldn't breathe. I was like breathing in toxins. It was, it smelled good, but it was so that overwhelming. That is so insane to do. I know. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. You snatched learned her lesson. Maybe I would do it in the laundry again with no Tide Pod, just like water. Is that or weird? Or put it in with all your clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for then, sure. you know, disperse the pod. I've really pretty much exclusively been wearing our Toast masks, which not to pit masks against one another, but is truly the best in the game. And I hate to say that because like they're not even for sale because like they're sold out. So sorry to be annoying. But the size is so perfect. And when I washed it, it did not shrink. And it's just really like the best mask on the market, dare I say. Yeah, maybe I need to be switching up wearing my Toast mask more because it does give you a little breathing room, which yeah. is nice. So I, I definitely need to figure out my mask situation because I thought my masks were clean. I get makeup on them, but Me too. I wear them like one day. But I, I guess I need to figure that part out because these pimples are just not going to work for me. No, you could also, I guess, like wash them in your sink with like wool light, like how you do hanky pankies, you know? Yeah, that's true. But I just, when it, I just throw them in the laundry and yeah. then when I do the laundry, masks come out. It's like, a, it really is a new category, you know? It's 100%. like I need a drawer, drawer for my masks. There was actually like a TikTok trend going around, like show me where you leave your masks and like how you organize them. Oh, and it was so actually funny. really interesting. I just started to like gather them because we take Theo out, so, well, Ben takes Theo out so many times a day that like to go rummaging through your purse every time you need a mask is not ideal leaving them by the front door if you have like a a mud room you put it on a hook like yeah. I'm actually thinking of maybe like getting some hooks oh that's smart I get a, I have a few by the front door just in case I didn't plan my mask to my outfit mm. and then I have a few like in my makeup area um it just depends it just depends it and just you know that's the thing about it. life it life depends. just depends it just depends um also a different change in me that I was wondering if anyone would notice wait let me see let me see can you give me a region of your body still your foch no okay um, okay, you're not noticing. No, I have no idea. So my shoes. Do you recognize these shoes? Yes, you have them in white and you got a lot of shit because you would literally exclusively wore them for the entire two years we were at the old studio. Yes, and I still only wear them and I know people are extremely triggered by them and that's not what I'm trying to do here. No. So I got them in another color that wow. I think are a little um, less glaring, you they're, know. They're salmon. Yeah, they're like a, they, they're called light pink, but this is not light pink. No, that's like, that is actually like, looking up at the dictionary the color salmon like that's what it is yeah so I feel like it's better it's not like the stark white shoes when they don't really match the outfit even though you guys know I love those shoes so that's something that's something new with me that is exciting I'm so happy for you yeah um if you're watching on YouTube today and you might notice my legs it's, I've taken some time off from spray tanning them or using self tanning self, self tan because I'm actually getting a spray tan tomorrow wow. or today today that's exciting very exciting for the first time in months so like you're gonna catch me tomorrow out here like literally wearing you know denim underwear because I'm just gonna be so thrilled about my new tan legs that's really exciting so I did something last night because you posted that video uh the clip from yesterday's show that had me on the floor crying laughing tears in my eyes more. <laughs> Um, so I was like just looking on our feed for other funny videos because we do that once in a while. We post the highlights from the show and I saw some videos from like the first week of quarantine and it made me so upset. Those are different girls. Oh yeah, our spirit has been broken. No, our spirit has been broken. I knew that it was bad, but I didn't realize how bad it had gotten. 
And you know, that first week or two of quarantine was actually very exciting because like it wasn't like the coronavirus has just like broken everyone. It has just devastated the entire world on so many different levels. But at that time, it was like a, a like we got like a one week vacation and we didn't know how many implications there would be obviously like on our country. But we just thought we were like, wow, this is crazy. Like this is time we're never going to get back. Like yeah. let's. And it just, it turned into something so much different than I really thought it was going to be. No, it's crazy. If you had told that girl, like we had a clip where it was like, what's the first thing you're going to do when you're back? And we just had so much energy, so exciting. And it's like, Now I don't even want to do those things. What's back? No, totally. Yeah. That is depressing. It was really, it was eye-opening. I just, I had gotten so far deep in the hole, I didn't even realize. That's what we do here at the Morning Toast. We open eyes. Yeah, we realize things. We realize things. Um, major uh, update, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but a story we like weirdly broke yesterday. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Vanessa Sh- Morgan. Should we get into it? Um, yeah, I have a little TV to recap. I just started the new season of Shameless, so I want to talk about that. I finished season two of Yellowstone. I think season three is airing right now, so I need to go find a way to find the episodes. It is so good. I know I'm highly recommending it to you, no, and you're yeah. just not taking my recommendation, no, I guess. No, by the way, I'm, it is definitely on my very short list of things to watch, but like, I spoke to you like five times yesterday and truly every time I spoke to you, you were like, you should watch Yellowstone making me think that like you literally have equity in the show and like your its success is on your back. You know what I have equity in your happiness. That's very sweet. And Theo's. And I know he, he wants to know what happened. Well, we're going to finish. I mean, we're going to start. It's really, really good. And it's, it's so good. So, um, once you watch them, we could probably do an in-depth recap. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm still in the phase where I just really can't watch TV. I just need to listen to folklore. Like, that's oh, still yes. where I'm at. Oh, my God. I did something so soothing last night, and I cooked a home chef meal with my AirPods in listening to folklore. Wow. And it was just, I, I can't recommend, a cooking and a folklore. And I was really able to, like, pay attention, please, to all of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I've really only done one full pass through the album before, aside from listening to Cardigan. It was playing on the radio Cardigan the other wow. day. Wow. Um, and all of the songs, even though I've only heard them once or twice, are already so familiar. Yes, you of know? course. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's really something. You know what I did yesterday that you actually might enjoy, and I thought this is what you were going to say? I actually, on my Apple TV, put on the YouTube lyric videos because they're beautiful. Like, each song just pictures, like, a different landscape. There's, like, a beach and a rainy forest, and then the lyrics pop up, and it's just a easy way to, like, see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And it was very soothing, very, like, ASMR almost, and I really enjoyed it. And that's, yesterday, I think I really... I knew the album, but I feel like I got into bed with it, literally. And I've pretty much established my favorite songs. Okay. Yeah. Have they changed since yesterday? Um, I think yesterday I just really breezed on saying that Peace is so good when it's probably my top two. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's one, it's towards the end that people just kind of like lump together with hoax. But it is a true lyrical masterpiece. Like it's, and the 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 premise of the song I think is about Joe because it's like talking about how in no uncertain terms like is this the man for her but would it be enough if she could never give him peace like her life is so not peaceful like it's very um, tumultuous at times and living in the spotlight has obviously its privileges but also its disadvantages and I think that like part of her like feels guilty that like she kind of plucked Joe from obscurity and like gave him this burden in in a lot of ways and it's just a beautiful song wow and then there's of course you know we had to decode you know about how life is so crazy there's robbers to the east and clowns to the west and west is capitalized in the lyrical video with a capital w which um obviously you know me as the resident 
person in the middle on Taylor vs. Kanye. It was really hard for me. To see that lyric. It was really. Who's the robber in the East? No, I think it was just like a metaphor. Like there's crazy things all around us, but she took the West opportunity to, you know, say something. To, yeah, make a statement. Got it. Okay, you learn something new about folklore every day. Truly. I'm still spending a lot of time dissecting this love triangle between Betty, August, and Cardigan. Betty is very easy to understand. It's literally like Betty says this, I said that, I did this to Betty. But August and Cardigan, which are allegedly parts of this love story, love triangle, um, are a little harder to dissect. And that's why I went on and watched the lyric videos. It was really enjoyable, but also very helpful. Interesting. I had a thought sort of expanding on something we talked about yesterday yesterday about the potential music video for August. Mm -hmm. And we were talking how it needs to like be a recreation of a 90s movie. But I think it should be like exactly like Wildest Dreams, but the set of a 90s movie, you know? Wildest Dreams music video is a true work of art. Like they're working on this movie on location and it's this romantic, glamorous, old Hollywood love story. And they need to be working on a movie on location of... 10 Things I Hate About You. And then, like, at the end, they go from the movie in love to, like, real life in love. Yeah. That's a very good idea. I mean, I think Wildest Dreams, for that music video, is, first of all, the most visually stunning thing I've ever seen in my life and so well done. And, of course, Scott Eastwood just helps. Sickening. Sickening. Like, really, really good. That's a good idea. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then, so Taylor usually does an album and then a deluxe version at Target. The which, Lakes. Like, the, right. She's had this deluxe like partnership with Target forever. And there's always like a few um, deluxe songs. And they're some of my favorite songs. It's crazy that like, to me, I think some of her best songs, New Romantics, was a, like not even everyone heard that. Like it was literally on a Target CD. That's crazy to me because that's just part of the album to me. But a song that I just discovered that apparently was from a deluxe was Come Back, Stay Be Here. Be Here. Yeah. That's yeah. a deluxe song. Mm-hmm. I just, it's like, it's actually exciting. It's like. Taylor dropped new music. You know what else I think is a deluxe song? You can hear it in the silence. 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 Hoo. Which is crazy. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, so about the lakes. So the lakes are referenced in um, one of the songs about Joe, the one. And it's like we spent the summer at the lakes. And so now there's all these series that when the lakes come out, comes out, it's some sort of announcement related to Joe. Perhaps in Give You Peach, she says, I want to give you my wild, give you a child. Um, so people think maybe she's married, engaged. And this happens every time. But there is substantial evidence to believe that when the lakes comes out, and it only comes out when people get their deluxe CDs shipped, which should be August like 7th, you know, some of the numbers add up to 13 or whatever, um, that it would be like X amount of time since she was months. I don't know. But I just want to put it out there because it's very possible that a Taylor-related announcement could be coming via the lakes. Got it. I and think I love the, the name the lakes for a song. Me too. I personally think they're already married. And if they're not already married, marriage isn't on the table. Like right. they're just forever life partners. Not, you know, yeah. they don't need to take the step of marriage. Well, that's the thing. It's like when you're as successful as Taylor Swift, marriage is obviously marriage, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people at that level just, like, make a commitment to each other forever. That's not marriage. But I also feel like for Taylor, if you think about some of her older songs, like, she's such a romantic that marriage is part of that plan. Like, Speak Now, mm-hmm. you know, Love Story. Yep. And I feel like she would say yes to marriage, you know? I think so, too. She would just have, like, thousands of pages of paperwork. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, so that is the That's folklore. your daily folklore update. You can come to expect one every day, I guess, but until I have a question the next for album you. comes out. I have a question. Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Would it? 
Um, sure. I was trying to explain to Ben like all these songs, you know, I'm like, and then she did this and then Taylor says this. And then I was being so annoying. I mean, like, would it be enough? And he was like, no. Well, I mean, what is peace even? Who has peace? That's, that's so true. Like, peace even is- if you're not a global superstar and have the set of problems that comes with that, like everyone has their shit to deal with. So you might as well get the girl, fall in love and be happy. Nobody really has peace to give. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Just a little two cents. Okay, um, shall we? Shall we? Let's jump right in. We have a lot to cover today into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Anything to say? No. Okay. First story, so exciting, so we, need to, we absolutely need to jump right in. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are delighted to welcome their first child. I feel like this happens so fast. So fast. Maybe that's because she didn't like bombard us with content, like we never, barely even saw her pregnant. Yeah, the way that this all went down, the timeline was just, it just zoomed right past us. Totally. You know, and I think, I don't know at what point in her pregnancy, well, they never announced. But I don't know at what point we found out. At what point did just Jared find out? Right. Right. It must have been, I mean, I can't do quick math right now, but it must have been kind of far along. Yeah. Like maybe five months in. According to TMZ, who was the first to report the birth, the couple welcomed a girl named Willa on Wednesday, July 22nd at Los Los Angeles area hospital. Quote, the couple is already obsessed and can't stop gloating about their new addition, a source tells Entertainment Tonight. The couple is taking time to enjoy this special moment and have only shared the news and updates with family and friends. I'm getting choked up. It's Truly so a frog in your throat. Claudia, that's beautiful. When I recorded um, our recent, most recent Patreon episode with Olivia, we were talking about how she really gave birth during like such an unideal time, given the pandemic, especially in New York. But she's like a new mom at such an ideal time because there's really nothing else going on and you can really like focus. And I feel the same way for Sophie Turner. Like, this is fabulous. This and is she has so- nowhere to go, no projects to film. She just gets to be home with her baby. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Remember how we used to say that, you know, couples, celebrity couples who blame scheduling conflicts as a reason to break up is horseshit, considering Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are able to make it work, bless you, right. while he was relaunching Jonas Brothers and she, she was, was starring in the Game of Thrones final season and X-Men. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they made that sacrifice for each other knowing that their schedules would conflict, but they love each other so much and they got the greatest gift of all time, which is time. Yeah, no, and I think like they those were both like major, major moments for them in their career. And it just so happened that they were happening at the same time, mm-hmm. which is great, but not ideal for like scheduling for a and timing. a new couple. Right. And I feel like they, they made the commitment. Like, we know this is going to be hard for like the next year, but like after that, like we will make it work around each other's schedules. And I feel like that's what they really did. Like after Game of Thrones, like she did that movie and then she really like went on tour and did Cup of Joe with him in a few episodes. Like they balance each other very well. Yeah, they do. And they, they're both such big and bright stars, but they want to see the other shine. Oh, completely. And I just like, anytime I hear them talk about each other, like I get choked up because like, obviously part of me believes like it should be me out there, you know, in Los Angeles right. hospital having his child, but also, <laughs> but also because like they really are a perfect match. So if it's not going to be me, like, I guess it could be her. Um, and they have like this, such like this deep, like kind of um, like mature love. Like, do you ever see her episode on the Dr. Phil? I've seen snippets. It's such a fabulous podcast episode. I think it's also on YouTube if you want to watch and like dr phil was in my dream last night oh that's weird i think he was wearing a wig jordan mcgraw on your mind no no, it wasn't a jordan mcgraw related thing Hmm. dr phil was wearing a wig fabulous yeah it was awesome um but yeah that episode she talks a lot obviously about mental health because that's what really dr phil does and then she was talking about how like her her ongoing struggle with mental health like was 
made a lot easier when Joe came into the picture because like he loved her so much. And she was like, Joe Jonas like likes me like I should like me. And I just I love to hear them talk about like their burgeoning relationship and now how they feel about each other. And you don't get it a lot. You don't get it a lot. No. But when you do, it's really pure magic. It's pure magic. And now they have a magical addition to their family. Baby makes three. Baby makes three. Willa Jonas. I just want to say. Oh, wait, there's a name? Yeah, Willa. Oh, my God, I didn't hear. Willa. Spell it. W-I-L-L-A-I-E, Willa Ford, I Want to Be Bad. I mean, Willa Ford, I could do a whole podcast episode on what that song did to me when her and all of her friends were dancing in, like, this garage with, like, the smallest shorts I ever saw in my life. And I was literally like, yeah, I want to be bad. Like, yeah, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I fucking love that song. And so to be named after an iconic singer such as Willa Ford, the baby is truly blessed yeah she's destined for greatness I really do love the name it's crazy that it's a Jonas baby you know yes it's crazy that her last name is Jonas right like she'll maybe have a sister and they'll be the Jonas sisters wow along with the uh Jonas Kevin kids yeah and then hopefully you know Nick and Pre have cute sweet little babies one day if that's what they want if that's what they want for themselves and then we'll have the Jonas cousins well, the J-Cuz, the J-Cousins. What if a couple of the cousins were musical and they started a band called the Jonas Cousins? That would be like... And then, a, like, that's the music that, like, God willing, our children listen right. to. That would be, like, an infringement, I think, though, on the Jonas Brothers' intellectual property. <laughs> but, like, they would, le- they would lend it to the And, children. you know, the Jonas Brothers are notoriously litigious. <laughs> they would lend it to the children. Yeah, they would lend it. They would lend it, for sure. Anyways, this is really so exciting, so beautiful. Just... It's some- just... Good unexpected news. When I sit back and think about like where we've, how far we've come with the Jonas Brothers, it honestly makes me feel old. First of all, because like it's very rare to like have followed someone from like the time they were your age to like now they're married and having kids, like kind of in the same life stage as us. And it's just so crazy like how they've reinvented themselves like so wholeheartedly. Yeah. And so many times. And this last time so well. Yeah. It's been it's been a really interesting journey for them. Yes. But I love that they all prioritize obviously family. Me too. And marriage, love, relationships, etc. A hundred percent. The J sisters, the J babies, the J cousins, numero uno. Because that's all that matters. It's truly all that matters. Okay, next story, a little sad couple news. Michael Kopeck files for divorce from pregnant Riverdale star Vanessa Morgan. No, it's, I think the headline says, as predicted by podcast host Claudia Hosh, right? Yes, I was, they put it in the second half of oh, the okay. headline. After six months of marriage, as predicted by podcast host Claudia Ashray. So, it's just so funny how like... Claudia Ashray. Also from my comedy special, now <laughs> streaming. Um, it's just so funny how like, sometimes here on the show and just like on forums, like Twitter, people like... Fans have the ability to, like, snuff things out, and sometimes they are so off, and sometimes they are spot-fucking-on. Yeah. It's it's tough, because sometimes they're so spot-on, it makes you think that all the times that they were off, that there might have been merit to it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost just like a game of probability, considering how much people are so off about sometimes. Yeah. It... It has to swing the other way, and this was just one of those times. But I also feel as though she was being deliberate. Yes, agreed. In her pronoun usage on her Instagram post about her beautiful baby boy. Yes. So Chicago White Sox pitcher Michael Kopech and Riverdale star Vanessa Morgan, who was currently pregnant with their first child, are parting ways after six months of marriage. Kopech filed divorce in his home state of Texas on June 19th, the Chicago Tribune reported, citing court records. The documents were filed in Morris County and a hearing date was not listed according to the outlet. A representative for Morgan confirmed to people that Kopech is the father of Morgan's baby oh. in a way, but declined to comment on the divorce filing. A spokesperson and for Kopech did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Oh, we didn't see that he confirmed because then people are like assholes. Like, 
coming up with conspiracy theories about the baby, which is so rude. So, okay, it is Michael. I mean, as far as I know, you know, the very limited research that I've done is that Michael Kopech has been kind of um, going through some stuff in the last year or two. He He took off this season of baseball and was injured last season. So that's two consecutive seasons for someone who was like a shot, like a had a lot of potential you know, in a long future career, it's very bad to be like off for two seasons. So he obviously, um, I think is going to have to be going through something. Yeah. On July 3rd, the Chicago Sun-Times said that he was absent. what? The Chicago Sun-Times. What's that from? Jackie. Is it from um, Never Been Kissed? Yes. Okay. Uh, they, Josie, uh, the editing, managing editor on this story said <laughs> that, um, he was absent from White Sox camp because of a personal matter. Mm. So that's why he's not at camp right now because the MLB like is, is back. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely, there's more to the story. It seems obviously like a personal matter and I just, I wish happiness for both of them and, you know. It, I feel like this is all the information we're going to get. Like, yeah. I, and you know what? As respectful people, I think it's really all that we need. It's not our business. Obviously, right. things aren't great when mm-hmm. you're married for a short period of time. You get pregnant. pregnant. And, and, you, and you still don't want to try to make it work. Right. So I think we just let bygones be bygones. But um, it's just so interesting how like neither of these two people are like actually that famous. But the story, maybe it was like there was nothing else going on yesterday. But I saw the story everywhere like places that didn't even cover that Vanessa was pregnant I just think that the circumstances are so odd that it's people are curious and I think also even though they're both not that famous when two stars from like different worlds come together like now we have all the sports fans semi-interested and we have all the Riverdale stands very pop culture that's true and that just doubles the pool of people who might be interested in this yeah you know, I was talking to Ben about sports yesterday. I'm just learning so much because I've been seeing everyone talk about the bubble. Do you know what that is? Yes. The NFL. NBA. NBA. And bubble. so Ben was saying how he's so excited for basketball to come back. I'm like, um, like, did the Knicks get any new players? Like, are they good? And he's like, no, they're not even playing. I'm like, what? Oh, because it's based on who was doing well in the last season. No, they're just picking up like right where they stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is crazy because it's like, the, the ba- basketball season would have premiered, like, in the next month or two. So it's like, why don't we just, like... Start over? Yeah, it's like, you know, last year's irrelevant. It's cursed. Like, let's just start over. Or, or considering it's going to be fanless games, it's kind of perfect to finish out the last season. Also, people did play and put, you know, a lot into Effort, it. And they should yes. get out what they put in. And that way, maybe the next season, we can really start fresh and there can be fans in the stands. And we yeah. can just, like, finish out this weird season in this weird way. Well, so then, like, with the bubble, so everyone's basically in Orlando. But there is a basketball team in Orlando. And I'm like, do the Orlando Magics have to, like, stay down the road from, like, their actual house? Or, like, can they go home? And they can't go home. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I mean, it's weird, but I, that's that's the point of the bubble. Right, and it's effective because then Ben was also telling me that the MLB is having baseball is having a lot of trouble because thirteen Marlins players got coronavirus because oh, they're not in the bubble. Yeah, because there is no bubble for MLB for them. right yeah. now. But there should be. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think everything is is a good idea. Try it, see how it works. We need solutions. Yeah, Ben and said though that the food in the bubble is not good, and a lot of the players are complaining about it. That's that's a big issue. Yeah, and I was saying, I'm like, is it luxurious? Like, these are guys who make, like, $50 million a year. Like, they live in mansions. Like, you can't just throw them in a hotel room for six months. Like, it's got to be nice. I'm, I would love to know some more about, like, the actual digs. Like, do people, is it all in a hotel? Do they get, like, little cottages? Like, what's it like? Yeah, but there's a lot of players, so. 
Yeah, it can't and, all be so swanky. And they're huge. Like, they mm-hmm. literally can't stay in, like, a standard Holiday Inn, you know? Yeah, but that's, like, when they go to the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. They stay in hotels. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't know. It is interesting, the logistics. Yeah, so. I would like an architectural digest, like, on the living quarters in the bubble. Yeah. Well, it also is probably similar to the Olympic Village, you know? Yeah, hopefully not the one in uh, Sochi. Sochi. But I don't think the Olympic Village is particularly glamorous, but a lot of, right. you know, mega stars and talents go there. That's true. So you do it for the love of the craft. Yes, that's true. The love of sports. We love sports so much. I mean, and that was your sports news for the day. Thank you guys so much. And that sports news segment was brought to you by Liquid IV. Perfect. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. If you have trouble drinking water, it's just like not something I can really like on a realistic level do and if you watch my comedy special you would know that you drink a lot of water thank you and liquid IV and pouring liquid IV in your water like literally makes you it's just it's time management you know it multiplies the effect proper hydration is crucial for your immune system because it can boost your immunity and everyone needs that right now with liquid IV you have the fastest most efficient way to stay hydrated plus it's backed with potassium vitamin C and other vitamins known to help your body defend against against infections one serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone contain it contains five essential vitamins more vitamin c than an orange and as much potassium as a banana it's healthier than other sugary sports drinks it has no artificial flavors or preservatives and it has less sugar than an apple what makes it so effective is their ctt cellular transport technology which is the optimal ratio of glucose sodium and potassium delivering nutrients straight into your bloodstream through the water it's the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone one stick of liquid iv and 16 ounces of water can give you as much hydration as two to three bottles of plain water plus liquid iv is on a mission to change the world liquid iv is donating 2.3 million servings in response to covid19 products are being donated to hospitals first responders food banks veterans and active military liquid iv is available nationwide at costco and target or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today, liquidiv.com, promo code TOAST. Plus, if you like to drink like I do, Liquid IV, although it's not really what they're marketing, it's fabulous for hangovers because it's really hard to drink water when you're hungover. Liquid IV just gives you two to three bottles of water and 16 ounces. Yeah, it's, it's the stuff. Okay, next story. Really sad. Kim Kardashian was spotted with Kanye West in Wyoming after his apology. Kim and Kanye are talking things out. The longtime couple reunited for the first time in recent weeks on Monday, July 27th. In photos obtained by TMZ, the pair was spotted driving together in Wyoming. A source tells E! News it got very emotional. If you haven't seen these photos yet, it's clear that it's emotional. Kim looks to be crying. Kanye looks to be talking passionately. If you haven't seen these photos, it's because I made the decision not to post them on our Instagram. Um, they're so invasive, personal, yeah. And they're certain, like we were talking about this with Naya Rivera, um, where like at certain times, like the media just doesn't respect boundaries. And and I know that Kim, you know, signed up for this life and like really has put it all out there. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like I'm hypersensitive to to this these days, and it all really started when those paparazzi pictures of Bethany at death at Dennis's par- private burial funeral um, were taken because paparazzi were like hiding in the bushes in a fucking cemetery in New Jersey. Like that really set off this thing in me where it's like I find it so offensive and inappropriate, and the fact that nobody like knows where to cross a line. Yeah, I agree that these photos are invasive, but 
no one died. These these no. are just celebrities, and and Kim and Kanye are the biggest stars in the world. So I under like, and I I disagree. I think that they are too personal. But I, we also have like a a boundary level that I guess most outlets or celebrities don't ha- or celebrity news outlets don't have. Yes. No. I know nobody died. That's not what I was saying. I'm saying I think it falls under the same category of like why. Why must the media and paparazzi like push so much? Like, and the fact that like somebody captured this photo and instead of like feeling bad about it, like literally ran to sell it, like no, that's I'm just sure, so fucked I up. I can't even imagine how much money they made on no, this photo. No, I know. Probably the most a photo has made in a very long time. No, I mean, I don't even know the last time I saw Kim Kardashian cry, especially like she volunteers to film Not on herself. The show. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no. And we know the Kim crying face, and I find it to be really heartbreaking. I know. There's, it was just like obviously so much like pain in that car like I don't even know what part they were addressing I don't even know what part she's crying about maybe she's crying wanting him to get help Help. it's just it's too much you know it's too much and I just feel really sad about this whole thing and like I, I really hate reporting on it it makes me really sad yeah and I hate to see Kim cry and I hated those pictures yeah but I also saw a picture of them looking fine in the back of that car. Also yeah, going they to, went Wendy's. to Wendy's. Yeah, I wonder what they got. I love how much Kim loves fast food. Like on the most recent um, season of Kardashians, when she was in Houston, um, a meeting with someone from her, you know, uh, law firm group, and they stopped at McDonald's and got a McFlurry. Like that was the best moment of my life. Like celebrities are just like us; they eat like shit. Oh my god, that was the best moment of reality television. And then like period. the women behind the counter were just like dying. Like I watch you every week. It was so cute. It was so cute. So that's the latest with Kim and Kanye. They're reunited. And, in- yeah, I'm glad that they're together and they're yeah. talking face to face. And I thought the public apology was sort of closing the book on this on this matter, but um I'm sure it's far from over. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, next story. Some really crazy news. The Ellen DeGeneres show is reportedly under internal investigation after workplace complaints. Ellen DeGeneres' acclaimed talk show is reportedly under internal review following multiple allegations from former staffers about the talk show's workplace environment. According to reports from Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, both published Monday, the Ellen DeGeneres show will undergo an internal investigation by Warner Media. Reps for The Ellen DeGeneres show and Warner Brothers Television declined to comment when reached by People. A rep for DeGeneres did not immediately return People's request for comment. Mm, Seems like everyone's crawling back into their cabinets now that the accountability coach is here. Yeah. You know, what was the story that we just reported on Ellen last week? Something about the three producers like that. No, um, shit, I forget. But like, I feel like this investigation, it gives those conspiracy theories. Oh, we spoke about the conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. But it's not an investigation by the police. It's by Warner Media. So it's like, it's like an internal, I feel like. Honestly, it's probably not even real. It's just to appease like the constant fodder on like Twitter and social media yeah. of people just like coming for Ellen. It's like there's been so many news articles um, since quarantine started that like they've just been completely ignoring. Like Ellen has not addressed any of this once. She didn't address the first wave of news, which is that she's the meanest woman alive. <laughs> A quote from someone who wasn't me. Um, she's the meanest woman alive. And then there was the other wave of like an internal investigation. All those three producers were so mean and created this culture of like nastiness and like high school vibes. And none of that has been addressed by anyone. I actually went on um, Andy Lassner's Twitter last night because he's always tweeting. Like he tweets like 500 times a day. He has like a lot of followers. Not one word on the matter. He hasn't tweeted since he like tweeted something about Ellen's dog who died. 
Sad for the dog. Sad for the dog. Yeah, I guess this is in response to all of the stories and allegations that have come forward, and this is what they have to do. And I mean, I'm glad, because I feel like all this stuff has been coming out, and there's, like, no response, no repercussions. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. So... I don't know what an internal investigation at Warner Media can do. Right, like, what is actually going to come from this, but spotlights on them. Yeah. Hmm. I'd just be very interested, like, when they're back in studio. Like, I don't know, I feel like Ellen's never really gone through a controversy, because she's always been, like... America's sweetheart like a gay icon and I feel like she's never like had to come on her show and like address something or apologize you know yeah but speaking of going back to the studio um for like people in LA and Hollywood and do they have plans to go back LA is in pretty like New York and LA were I think and on the same level for a while with the coronavirus and I think New York handled it better because we seem to be in phase four and I think they're like still on lockdown um, but I've been seeing celebrities stepping out and stuff. Yeah, but like, I don't think that they're even close to where we yeah, are. Yeah, they, they regressed a bit. Right, so I, I don't know. I wonder if like Andy Cohen, like New York-based Jimmy Fallon, if yeah. they'll even, because we're ahead of most other states as far as I know. We don't feel ahead. No, we don't, but we, I think we technically are. Got it. Okay, well, fifth and final story. In answer to yesterday's question, I think The Kissing Booth 3 was filmed in secret to keep teen romance alive. Just Who fucking days. cares? Well, I'm, like, I'm really getting off. Like, I'm sorry. It's I, starting think, to- I actually do think this is an interesting tactic, and I think it explains why it took so long for Kissing Booth 2 to come out, because no. they filmed two movies. They filmed two to all the boys I loved before, too. They did? Yeah. At the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we should be getting two teen hits very soon. I just... Part of me, I don't know why, is like so bothered by this franchise. Like it, it's really like triggering me. I don't think I'm gonna watch the second movie because I don't want to feel how you feel. No, I know it's very disappointing. Like I was already like after the first one, and then my whole journey. I spoke about. I'm not going into it again with to all the boys I love before. I was already like over the franchise, and then with the second movie, I actually read a spoiler of what ends up happening, and it's so outrageously unrealistic. Like I can't really like with the colleges. Oh, does she get, wait, spoiler, does she get into Harvard? She gets, hold on, you know what, I actually don't even remember. It was so dumb. It's like, she gets waitlisted, or she gets in, and but doesn't tell anyone, and then the movie ends. Like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. It's so okay. dumb. I understand your frustration. I'm taking it off my list of things I'm going to watch. You know, like. Because I would just like to leave it at what I thought it was. A beautiful love story between two kids in love. Falling in love in real life. And mm-hmm. you know what, they don't ultimately work out, and I think that also is it what would have happened in the first movie. Of course. But they gave it their all. They gave it their all, and that's all that matters. But I do like this strategy of filming two movies at once because Kissing Booth 3 was secretly shot at the same time as the sequel, so filming is already complete. It's currently in post-production and will premiere on Netflix in 2021. Oh, another complaint I had against the Kissing Booth that I actually, when I rewatched yesterday's show, I realized I forgot to mention, is that, you know, the first movie, it's all set in L.A., but they film in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the first movie, they tried to, you know, really hide that they were in South Africa and and in the second movie it just became so much less believable that they were not in South Africa like literally like that they were they were not in LA yeah yeah, and that they were in South Africa like literally like she opens her window in her house and there's like a jungle like it's just it was so South Africa got it I was just not buying anything they were selling me. I I understand. I understand. I won't bring it up again. I was only able to suspend disbelief for so long. I think we might have to China the Kissing Booth franchise because of what it's it's doing to me. Of what it's done to you. 
Look what it's doing. I, like, honestly, the only thing that could send me over the edge even more is, like, if we got a Sierra Burgess is a loser sequel. Because that movie, <laughs> that movie was not only terrible, but, like, really unethical. I completely agree. We, we went in on it on the show, I yeah, remember. Because did. I remember just being so taken aback by how dumb it was and what a bad message it sent to children. Yeah, I completely agree. Please don't give us a, a sequel. Not that I heard any rumors. No, no, and I don't want to drudge up like... I don't want to put it out into the universe like, yeah. and manifest it. Let me just grab that right back and put it in my pocket. We're good. We're good. Um, okay, TV recap. Really quickly, I just wanted to say I started the new season of Shameless, which is a show that I just watch when it's on Netflix, and it's really mindless and, and really fun to watch. Um, but this is the first season without Fiona Gallagher, played by Emmy Rossum. It's like, this is a show that made right. her, and then she decided to leave. Um, <laughs> and I just want to say, like, kudos to Emmy Rossum. Like, she knew, like, the only way the show could get better is if she left, and I'm so glad she's gone. Like, she was my absolute least favorite character, and there's so, the, the family's so big, so, like, it's one of those shows where it's like you get a couple minutes of everyone every episode, and Fiona was, like, to me, the worst and least interesting, and got the most screen time so now it's like there's more parts of the episode dedicated to lip who's my favorite and ian and debbie and it's like everyone has more time because they're not being bogged down by fiona and her poor decision making and i just think the show is i thought it was obviously going to be the end of shameless like without fiona but it's just absolutely fabulous like i can't recommend it enough wow that's so great to hear i thought you were going to say you wanted to congratulate her because she got out you know at the right no, time no 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 it was getting a little stale and it needed to be shooken up and i just didn't realize the main character leaving would be the thing to shake it up because usually that's the thing that breaks it a hundred percent marissa cooper it, it's just it's a totally different show and i'm enjoying it so much more wow that's so great to hear yeah and you know season 10 of a show it's like that's crazy. Let's let's kill. They shoot horses, don't they? But it's really they do on Yellowstone. Oh, do they? Um, oh, not gratuitously. But if a horse, I don't know if I can handle that. If a horse is dying, you know, if they fa- if the horse found itself in a precarious situation, they'll put it out of its misery. What they kind shoot- of situation is this horse finding himself um, in? Um, well, it, the opening scene, which isn't don't. a spoiler. No, no, the no. first scene of I don't when you turn it on. I don't want to hear. It. If you're gonna okay. make me watch it, like I don't want to. Okay. 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 But there's not a lot of horse abuse because no, I can't no, handle they that. they love the horses. Okay. The horses are, are treated with love and respect. I know. And then part of me, like maybe I'm getting too in the weeds. Like part of me is just like an animal lover. I hate watching shows that even have animals in it because it's like, what is that animal doing on a set? I hear you. But if you see the sets, like I think it, they're a wonderful place for an animal to grow up. And I think the show really is about the land in Yellowstone and the beauty and, and the animals... And the wildlife that live there. And I think it's really, I, I understand like, what are you're they saying. being paid? The animals? Yeah. No, their yeah. owners are capitalizing. Animals are not entertainment. See, I actually, I really don't like when shows even have a dog. Not to get on my soapbox, what? but. Yeah. I just, what is that dog doing on a set? He should be in a park. He's, make, he's working hard. No, but he didn't consent to. His owner is just like, you know, selling him for a quick buck. But you could make that argument about anything that dogs do that they don't consent to no because what is what, that dog doing on a set <laughs> oh my god you're right i'm so embarrassed i can't <laughs> but like he's so happy look at him but he's not working he's working you know what they he's do so to those cool. animals on set you ever see that video from that in. stupid dennis quaid movie with all the dogs yes, where the dog course. is drowning a dog's purpose but people only tune into this show to watch 
T-H-E-O sleep. I can't believe you just called me out like so hard. I'm <laughs> I like, didn't realize that that's where this was going, but like it no, was I'm right just, there. This is not a real set. Like this is a living room. I, I, I agree. And if, and I wouldn't have a problem if a dog was brought onto a movie set to sleep. <laughs> but that's not what they're doing. They're like making them like, you know, do weird tricks and like move this way. And I don't know. I just don't like it. Okay. Okay. So then you might actually not like the show, but give it a chance. Are, what are the horses a main character on Yellowstone? They're in pretty much every scene. They're cowboys. That's going to be tough for me. They're cowboys. It's really tough for me to drive by the park and see those poor horses being just like. Okay. But those horses are out of their element and these horses are very much in their element. Yes. On the show. But they're out of their element on the set. It's very metaphysical. But the set is, I believe it's filmed in Utah. And that's, okay. if I were a horse, that's where I'd want to be. Even as a person, that's no, where I'd want to be. No, if I was a human, that's where I'd want to be. Even though all this drama with Kim and Kanye is really making me want to move to Cody. Yeah, it's really great publicity for the state of Wyoming. Even though I'm Stunning. sure they don't see it that way. No, not at all. Stunning, though. Yeah, sickening. See, Just he, like Yellowstone. Theo heard about the abuse and he's on his way to file some see, sort of... See, he has agency. What do you, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You want to go back to sleep? Do you want to walk out the door? Do you want to get to This is your work? life, Theo. You're living it. I love you. He looks so happy. Come. Oh, well, that's all I had to say. I'm, I'm halfway through the Redheads book. We're I actually, heard it's very dark. It's very dark. It's very intense, but it's a very good book, but it's a lot. We're recording it next week instead of the end of this week, but the episode will still be out at the same time, so it gives us a little bit more time to read it. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have questions, you can always email the Redheads book Club at gmail.com. Questions about the book, questions about other books that we read. Questions you want month. them to answer and address just, on the show? I'm just so emotional talking about, about the, the redheads. Red. Like, That's what a passion project will do to you. Yeah, I'm just so passionate about it. Speaking of passion projects, we have so many fabulous TNN shows that are just turning out premium content mm-hmm. right now. I mean, Margaret Joseph has been locked up in her house in New Jersey, nonstop turning out content. They moved to two episodes a week, and then they started doing it on video, and they have gotten some amazing guests. And they also just did an episode with Carson Kressley, who is like a mainstay judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, which is, was a fabulous episode. And he was just on Real Housewives of New York. No, that is oh. um, ca- another... Carson? Carson. Oh, no, Colin Cowie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were going to say Colin Kaepernick. I'm like, no, I don't think that was him. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin Cowie. But they've gotten fabulous, fabulous episodes. Um, Lauren has a ton of new podcast episodes. She just did one with Emma Ledger, who's like literally the fastest growing instagram fashion blogger and got all of her tips and tricks her instagram is sickening Sickening. so if you want some tips and tricks head over to mood with lauren elizabeth it was really good and then oh raven and alexis did a fabulous episode of girls night with danielle lombard and jasmine good from their season and they're just they're really like best best friends and it was the funniest episode alexis is so funny and her and raven together are not that raven and adam weren't a great podcast duo but the alexis just brings out like a crazy side in raven she brings out a crazy side in everyone it truly feels like a girls night that's what it is. And, and that episode was really good, along with a bunch of other episodes that they've done. So if you're done here and you've done listening to all of our Patreon episodes, head over to Toast News Network. You can follow us on Instagram for updates on all the new TNN shows. New episodes from all of our shows are dropping consistently every week. The Snatchler is going to be back next month when Claire returns to the so screen. is Claire in a bubble right now, too? I believe they are in like a hotel in Mexico in a bubble. I think it's probably the same premise. Mm-hmm. I just, no one's really talking about it, that be- the fact that they're filming, right? Yeah. But that's exciting that they're filming. And that it's they, exciting that the Snatcher's coming and back. And that hopefully they found a will, way to film safely and maybe other shows could replicate that, you know? Hopefully. So, and that the Snatcher's coming back. I miss that Snatcher. I miss that Snatcher too. And I hope she learned her lesson. I don't think that she did though. That's a, that is probably the first thing she'll cover on the episode <laughs> back. Um, that's it, you guys. That's all she wrote. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Oh, shit.
<laughs> it's okay. Take it from the top. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show where we post live. Vi- it's okay. <laughs> Take three. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show. We post videos on our YouTube channel Monday through Friday, and we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Plus, you can now listen to our podcast and watch our videos on Spotify, which we are so excited to now have our videos be uploaded to Spotify. Anytime, anywhere you listen to your podcast, please find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, smart, and charming we are. Why not? Yeah, so and charming. Uh, we hope you guys have a fabulous day. We'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Goodbye.